Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. <laughs> More like crapitalist, baby. All right, let's get into it, folks. What do you think? How? Okay, this is something that I've noticed with Jubilee videos. I've noticed this. It's that they'll have, they'll bring six people on, okay? And the three people who are on the left side are gonna be like, um, it's like, it's like one college sorority girl and like two people who spent a semester volunteering for Meals on Wheels. And then the three conservatives are three media trained, highly fucking educated, uh, right wing conservative demagogues with a media platform or with, um, or, or with like a website or like actual media presence. The last one, the one that we did on, um, me too literally was like just three rando lefties and on the right hand side was a conservative who owned a news channel an australian fascist and blair white all of them having hundreds of times more public exposure and media training than anyone on the left hand side that's some pretty wild shit right there i feel like i gotta i gotta get in there folks i gotta apply maybe i can get on these jubilee videos that'd be fun Welcome back to Middle Ground. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Dashlane, for making this episode possible. Stick around after the episode for a special offer from Dashlane. I but will. First, here's Middle Ground Identity Politics. I think that feminism, coupled with Black Lives Matter, have done so much more harm than good. In our oh, modern. shit. They got a black to take down Idpul. Damn. If only he was a woman. They got... They'd get them all. All right, let's see. Maybe he's got, maybe, maybe I'm the racist. Let's find out. Society. I'm good. How about yourself? Not bad. Good? Hi. Let's <laughs> say who you are, how old you are, what you do for a living. You want me to identify myself? <laughs> Put myself into a category immediately. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is that irony? Is that irony or is this person actually? Oh, no. Just closing the window. Oh no. Oh no, here. Identity politics is playing team sports based on traits about yourself you cannot change. A general way. That's not true. Here, um, oh God, I didn't close the window all the way. Hold on, it's so fucking bright here. All politics is identity politics. It's not about team sports. The funny thing is, is that many of the people who these folks would consider to be most consumed by identity politics are people who are, um, uh, who are actively interested in projects of egalitarianism. Third wave feminism is actively about intersectionality and addressing the problems of both men and women. Yet they get called more SJW than the fucking second wave feminists. No. In reality, identity politics is just any sort of political advocacy that involves group identity, which is almost all politics. Anything that concerns class, anything that concerns race, anything that concerns anything that affects class, race, gender, sexuality, religion, everything, even ideologies, as Rave Dubin presciently points out in chat, are a form of identity. And if you're making policy based off people's um, like political identities, that is also a form of identity politics. It's not a, it's not like a team sport thing. And what's more, anyone who complains about it is unironically politically uneducated because all forms of political advocacy touch on identity at some point or another. 
of categorizing yourself as part of a greater whole. So that could be, you know, ethnically based, religiously based, or I think it actually could be politically based too. What is the most important part of your identity? My identity as an American. Being an ah, that's identity politics, you stupid motherfucker. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, I don't, I don't give in to a, I don't give in to the collectivism of identity politics. I don't identify with a group. I'm American. <laughs> sure. American. Being a young woman who's a free thinker. Judaism is pretty deeply ingrained in me. I think my empathy. What were the questions? That's the only goddamn good answer right there. My empathy. There we go. Let yourself be defined by your personality, not by your fucking demographic traits. Don't let a census. You shouldn't be able to tell what type of a person you are from your fucking census responses. Did everybody do this? <laughs> what is the most Human being, I think. All right. Not really think, I know. Hi, my name is Xavier Bryan. I am 31 years old. I teach yoga. Xavier, by the way, very top tier name. I want you guys to know that. It's a good name. I'm studying to get my holistic nutritionist license. Hey, I'm Jesse. I'm turning 32 next week and I'm a filmmaker. Hi everyone, I'm Natalie. I'm 20 years old and I'm a business student at USC. Howdy, my name's Damani Felder. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I am a salesman and a YouTuber right now. Oh, I wanna see how big this guy is because they keep bringing on like the mega conservatives. Hold on. Felder, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I am a salesman and a YouTuber right now. My name's Damani. I don't know what the fuck his YouTube name is. Ah, well. Dan, I'm 30, I'm a filmmaker, and I'm from Kansas. That's some wild fucking hair. I respect it. My name's from Nick Mather, I'm 30. Oh, check the description, that's right. They always list this shit. Featuring Dan, we got an Instagram. Oh, that's, that's not the Dan. A thousand followers. Yep, I fucking knew it, dude. Founder of YouTube's The Wright Brothers, educated, MAGA, 25,000 followers. Every fucking time, dude. Uh, who's, who's our, who's our, uh, the liberals we're gonna bring on? Oh, uh, I saw a guy who replied to my comment once. Uh, he's got 87 followers, I'd say he's pretty big. Um, then we get fucking media trained. Look at this. Ah, look, ah, yep. Don't you feel sympathy for this dipshit for a fucking second? The future will be female, or will not be female, if liberal feminists keep fighting to kill unborn women. A message for Nancy Pelosi from We the People. Here's a gun shirt, I guess. Nancy Pelosi. I've got questions. Liberal feminists. I've got questions. Yeah. Don't you feel sympathy for this guy a fucking second? You identify as something you're not? Well, I identify as a psychologist. I diagnose you with a mental disorder. Two can play at this game. Okay, it looks like he's mostly on Instagram because his YouTube channel is pretty small. Less than 10,000 subscribers. Conservative Inc. The Dark Side of MAGA. 
Is this a pro Paul Joseph Watson video? Oh shit. Oh shit. He's he's picking up on Fuentes rhetoric, baby. This is some conservative ink anti-Charlie Kirk shit. Are we gonna find some uh, how does anal sex help us win the culture war down here? Oh no, no, no. He's one of those guys who likes every fucking comment he gets. Holy shit, he really does like every comment he gets. It's a joke. Get rid of these losers. We need actual American nationalism to come back. Conservatism is dead. Long live America first. They've got like a lolly anime avatar. Make America great again. Megumin from uh, from Konosuba. Uh, all right. We're taking this guy on. We're being extra mean to this motherfucker. 31, I'm an entrepreneur, real estate broker, and author. Can I get my pro-identity politics folks on the left and my anti-identity politics people on the right? Can you step forward if this statement is true for you? Okay. Important to remember as we walk into this question that there is a factually correct and factually incorrect answer to this question. This is a non-ideological answer. There are empirical um, fucking uh, uh, stats that we can use to form our opinion on this. Oh, yeah. ah, fucking yeah. <laughs> MAGA man. I feel like the word of like 2019 is privilege. I like to see it in terms of um, opportunity. I would much rather the conversation be on socioeconomic status as a form of privilege um, rather than race. Oh shit, is this a class reductionist? Oh fuck. Is this girl coming out with the, uh, hey listen, I don't wanna focus on, I don't wanna focus on identity politics when the class struggle encompasses all. Oh shit. <laughs> um, and this is what I think was the intention behind affirmative action in college. Um, was to bring people from underprivileged communities um, into higher education and great higher education at that. But what it's become now has become a tactic to get into college. I, I definitely. Yeah, and? No, the, the weight that affirmative action has had on college and business applications has not even come close to the calculated average of the benefit that generally white wealthy families have gotten from alumni status, uh, from donations and from, um, uh, uh, from acceptances that have come pretty much exclusively because of some sort of implicit bias on the part of the person hiring. 
Um, like, again, people act as though affirmative action was, like, the beginning of the bias in the hiring process. They act- it's so fucking dishonest, dude. We have literally centuries of extreme fucking bias when it comes to hiring and admissions. And then in, uh, affirmative action, which is an imperfect program, I don't defend it, like, uh, as a perfect solution, tries to address it a little bit, and people act like this. This is the beginning of, of when the injustice, you know, started to affect, when the, when the racial bias came to um, uh, uh, to the discourse. Definitely agree with that, some of that. Um, I definitely think that your socioeconomic status doesn't automatically absolve you from um, having experiences that come with being in a marginalized group. I think privilege is real. It's so fucking frustrating, dude. Basic intersectional theory pushes the idea that class is just another intersection of identity. So if you're privileged because of your race or privileged because of your class, these are fundamentally the same things. They're both lines of oppression and privilege that exist on a similar axes. Just treat class as though it's another type of oppression. You can be privileged economically, but still be shit on because you're black. Well, you can be privileged racially, but still be shit on because you're poor. There's no empirical measure of which types of privilege are more or less powerful than others. Though we all know being wealthy triumphs over almost every other privilege in our modern society. But generally speaking, like this weird oppression Olympic shit is, is like super counterproductive. I think as a man, there are certain things I get to do. And it's hard for me to list all of them right now in a way that if, you know, a woman were to do those things, they would be questioned more or they would be doubted more or people would, yeah, people would question them. Yeah, I mean, obviously there is male privilege. Like, this is just, again, an empirical fact. It's not just the wage gap thing, though a lot of conservatives are too small-brained to understand, like, the the reason the wage gap exists. They keep saying, like, it doesn't exist because if you account for the factors that explain why it exists, then it doesn't exist. But, um, yeah, obviously male privilege is a thing. Less so than it used to be, but... I, I believe that there is one privilege that exists, and I think that... Is it America privilege? There's one privilege, and it's America privilege. You're born the greatest country on earth. You're born in a shit heap that deserves to get bombed into glass. That privilege is green privilege. So when what? I think about these things... Oh, green privilege, the societal advantage that being rich affords. Damn, I was off base. Oh, damn, we have a... What are you, a Nazbul? Is where it likes to say, oh, well, you are an Asian American or whatever. You have certain privileges or things that I don't have. I think what that does, it forces us to inherently say that because this person is privileged, then I am by default automatically underprivileged. And it always allows you to say, oh, well, this person, you know, he has a fancy car or whatever. This person has a fancy vehicle or whatever. Um, I can't get that because that person is a white person and I'm a black person. Or that person is, you know, a high ranking executive and it's a- What the fuck is he talking about? So he doesn't want to acknowledge the existence of different levels of, of, of privilege because to do so, people might acknowledge that there are ways in which different types of privilege might intersect? A male versus a female. Look at Barack Obama, prime example. You could argue, oh, well, he was a person of color, therefore he didn't have the same privileges or whatever. Make no mistake, Barack Obama, he had quite a bit of resources from which to draw. Yeah, he had some privileges, like a good family, and, you know, he was a middle-class Deuterino. And he also had some disadvantages, like being black. Why is it, Pete, I, God, I, every time conserve, like their brains just melt when we get to this part. It's so, guys, it's the simplest, guys, simplest thing in the world. Okay, watch, watch this, watch this. Guys, Barack Obama 
was disadvantaged because he was black. Huh, yeah? Really? Then how did he become president? Because he had other advantages. Be because you can have multiple things. It doesn't just have to be... It's not an aggregate where you determine whether a person is or isn't privileged. It's a huge number of... So many things are privileged. My height is a privilege. Unironically. Got, got stats on that. How tall people are often taken more seriously, especially if they're men. I have no shit. Nice hair privilege. I might not be doing much with it right now, but if you go back through my family, not a single one of them even comes close to balding. Everyone in my family, even the ones that are getting up to 90 years old, perfect head of hair. A lot of dudes, you know, deal with some issues concerning male pattern baldness. Kind of sucks. I'm never going to have to deal with that. I didn't work for that. I didn't put effort into having nice hair. That's just something that I got. It's a privilege. It just happened to me. I was born into it. There are thousands of little privileges, big and small, and we don't measure them based on an aggregate. You just recognize that some people have advantages over others. That's it. Simplest thing in the world. Sure, I agree with that, but I just gotta, I gotta go there. Is uh -oh. Can you imagine Barack Obama talking like the current president does and still getting accepted by True. the general public? And I can agree that there are some ways the president tweets that I don't necessarily support. That's not an answer to the question. It's not saying whether or not you support it. It's whether or not people would treat it the same if he was black. If we had our first black president who had been fucking married and divorced, had a billion fucking white woman sexual assault allegations against him, had been accused of cheating, had been th actively thirsting after his own fucking daughter, who got it like an Eastern European wife who used to do porn to come over, who talked about grabbing woman's pussy. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding? If the first black presidential nominee to like make it that far had been saddled with all those accusations, he would have been fucking lynched on Capitol Hill. Are you kidding me? The Supreme Court would have built the fucking the gallows. Everyone, they, they would, they would have, they would have burned his corpse. Barack Obama got a fucking twenty-four hour news cycle dedicated to his tan suit. They got a news cycle dedicated to him using Dijon mustard. Trump, Trump every day is a new, Trump could, like, Trump could right now, like, it's probably a live address right now where he's left, like, his, his camera on in his bedroom and he's, like, raping a child right now, at, at this moment. I don't even care to go see if that's happening because, like, no one would care. It would just get blown over by the next victim the next day. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. If, yeah, 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 and they tried, yeah, and they tried, and there was the whole birther movement, which was 100% racially motivated, and they were talking about how he was Muslim, just the whole, oh, God, dude. Do you remember the back how early in the Obama days there were, like, a fuck ton of really racist scandals from Republicans? They, uh, it wasn't just the cotton-picking one. There was a guy who talked, he, like, drew a comic of, like, Obama with watermelons or something. There were, like, a huge number of like, this was very obviously racialized, you know? I forgot all of those. Yeah, it's crazy! Hillary started something? Yeah, fuck Hillary. Did that actually happen? Of course it happened! Are you fucking kidding me? A black man became president, the right lost their fucking mind. The right lost their fucking mind! And anyway, anyway, this is just obvious. This guy's dodging the question right here. In the United States, you could argue, okay, maybe there is a white advantage right now. 
or in this modern context. You place that white person in, in the streets of India, it's a completely different context, okay? This is a very, we're in a bubble. They say that there, there is privilege and there isn't privilege. Rich people get overthrown in countries every day. I think we're specifically nothing, nothing talking is, about Nothing America. is off the books. Privilege isn't saying that it's... I don't know what the point of that was, but yeah, all privileges do take place within the socioeconomic context of the society in which you live. That's just a fact. Um, if white, white is privilege here, um, but if you were go if you were to go on over to um, uh, I actually don't know a country off the top of my head that would actually actively persecute white people. Uh, Japan, maybe I don't know. But let's think of um, let's think of uh, uh, religion, for example. Christian over here in America doing pretty okay. Gotta say, war on Christmas hasn't you know proved too effective. Christmas is still happening, sadly. But if you're Christian over in um, over in some parts of the Middle East, if you're Christian over in some parts of Southeast Asia, in some parts of Africa, uh, yeah, then you are legitimately a social minority. Muslim. If you're Muslim in um, Saudi Arabia, you know, provided you're the right type of Muslim, you're doing great. Go on and be a Muslim over in India. Not so much. All privileges are temporal and geographic. That anything is impossible for a certain person. Or know? that everyone else has it easy. Or that, every, right. It's also true that some people have handicaps. And we live in a country... Also, who's this fucking person saying he's anti-identity politics and then he says being Jewish is his number one most self-identified trait? Fuck off. Specifically talking about this particular right, bubble, because right. everyone has a different bubble, sure. yep. that was made by a bunch of white men that owned other people and women couldn't vote. Wait, what was the point he was making there? That the that the reason privilege exists in this country is because they had privilege? Wait, no, I'm actually concerned. What was his point? It's also true that some people have handicaps and we live in a country specifically talking about this particular right, bubble because right. everyone has a different bubble sure. yep. that was made by a bunch of white men that owned other people and women couldn't vote. Wait, that's arguing against his point. What the fuck is he talking? Wait, what? What? He was trying to refute the other guy, but he didn't. He supported his point, yeah. Obviously the reason why white people are particularly privileged in this country is because there's been a history of them reinforcing that privilege. That's, that's, that's not a refutation of his point. That argues his point for him. Okay, all right. Nice jab. What we see now is from our politicians and people who want to remain in power or rise to power is they exploit those characteristics that make us different. We put labels. That's it? Exploit those characteristics? What the fuck does that mean? What? Exploit the, yeah, sure, like race baiting from the Republicans, like build a wall, like trans bathroom bills, like Muslim. Yeah, wait, what do you mean? When it comes to exclusionary politics, your side of the aisle is the one that engages in that more than any other. It's on everything. So I it sounded like they cut him off. Well, this dude is legitimately parroting like a Nick Fuentes rhetoric. So maybe he was about to start talking about how anal sex can't win the culture war. I think identity is intrinsic to who we are as beings. Even if there's turmoil or people are butting heads, I think from that friction, we can spark some members that can really change a lot of things. 
I don't believe that identity is inherent to who or what people are. I think these are largely artificial constructs that we have to adhere to in order to make sense of our societal divisions. But I mean, I don't think that's like that bad of a take. I mean, I don't agree with the inherent thing, but okay, like fine, you know, it can it can spark, you know, good goodness in people, I think. I prefer to vote for a candidate that looks like me. I just want it to be known no matter what the answers are here. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fucking stupid discourse when they all get over to those seats. This is cringe. You should always vote for the people who you think have the best policies, who will advance your interests, not because they look like you. I'll complain about old white men running Washington from day to day, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to vote for Bernie Sanders. He's Jewish, but he's still white. Jews can be white. Um, because it is, at the end of the day, not his identity characteristics, but his beliefs and his personality that sell him to me. Oh, oh shit, bet, oh, whoa, uh, I'm sorry, base department, um, I'd like to confirm that nobody took the bait on this dumb fuck question, oh yeah, yeah, you said, ah, oh, thank you, cool, all right, oh, I don't believe that I'm, uh, I, 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 I still think, I, he, He's coming over to like initiate the discourse. Someone had to walk over. No, 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 it's okay guys. Somebody had to walk over. To just vote for someone because they're black or because they're male or because of yeah, okay, anything yeah. that they have He's in with common us. with me. I don't think that would be the only reason. It would play a part uh. in why I would vote for that person because of the experiential wisdom they would have behind certain social issues that I experienced. Okay, yeah, okay. So when he does want to vote, when he does take into consideration people's identity, it's because of their experiential wisdom. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You could roll that into just saying you care about their positions rather than their identity because he's essentially saying that their identity affects their positions. But that's fine. I'll allow it. Okay? I'll allow it. Well. To assume that by virtue of someone's skin color or nationality that they automatically must know what it feels like to be me. No, you don't. Like, no one knows what it feels like to be me but me. I agree with that. Okay. Also, okay. I think when you have certain struggles, like say you grew up poor and hungry, we would be fighting for that guy to win, right? Because it's a sense of coming from the dirt and rising up. That's the American dream, really. So when we're talking about someone who's brown or someone who's um, femme, you know, female, or someone who uh, is black or whatever, I think it's the compassion and the empathy that they have from coming from that struggle. So that's- Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. It is, I mean, after all, you know, it is, there, our identity, I, I had this talk with Destiny. I mean, our identity does affect our positions. Privilege affects our positions and our beliefs and models our world. We are, you know, largely deterministic beings. You can tend to predict what a person will do and believe um, based in large part on characteristics that they were born with or born into. Um, I don't disagree with this, yeah. That's really what I want for a leader. All humans divide themselves up into groups naturally, and it's up to us to be able to channel that responsibly. There's a lot of problems. That's a, that's a tough one. Tribalism is a real thing, but when you phrase it like that, it makes it sound like he's saying there will always be people dividing themselves intrinsically on race or gender or whatever. Um, I can't say I agree or disagree with that statement. I need him to clarify. 
problems in the discourse right now, but I think we're having conversations now that need to be had and need to be reckoned with. Uh, okay, okay, okay. There's room for it to go both ways on this one. Movements like feminism and Black Lives Matter. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, wait. Did he hear it right? More unity than division. What? Did it create unity within the people what? that found solidarity in those movements? Yeah. Absolutely. Does it create discord amongst the larger society? Perhaps. Definitely. Is that discord necessary? Probably. Yeah, yeah okay. Be well, because hold on. Keep, wait, keep in mind. Feminism and Black Lives Matter have sown discord and divided people. There is less unity because of Black Lives Matter. That's a good thing. You know what? Uh, after all, you know, a very stable society is a calm, peaceful slave plantation. It's true, you know? Not every, uh, you know this, not every slave plantation was uh, this hotbed of seething uh, racial antagonism between the master and the slaves or the house and the slaves. In reality, you know, many of these slaves have worked on this farm for hundreds of, well, not the individual slaves, but their, their progeny has lived and worked there for like a hundred years. Many of these places are probably very calm. You could, as a master, you could talk with a slave and you could be like, well, hey, well, hey you know, how you doing, man? How's the... How's the being a slave coming along? The slave would say, I don't know, it's cool, I guess. I don't know, you know? Um, very, you know, not much discord, a lot of unity there, at least superficially. That's a bad thing. Because that unity is a smokescreen that prevents change from happening and obscures injustice. Do you hear my cat meowing? You 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 good? Baby. You know what? I'm leaving this in the YouTube VOD. YouTube viewers only never get to see her to me. He's apparently in a bad mood because he wants to go outside. I can tell because he's digging his claws into my arm. Can you stop that? Can you stop? You don't need your claws out to stay on me. Please. Please. Why are your claws out? You don't need that. All right, motherfucker. Nope. <sighs> he just wants to go outside. We'll walk him after stream. Here, say goodbye.
He says bye. BBD. Oh yeah, he's not coming back in here. Uh, okay, what? Yeah, politics. What was I saying? I don't even know. I would say. I think about the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter thing, and as a white person, um, Black Lives Matter helped me understand a little bit more about what a black experience could look like in some situations. Are we sure this guy is anti-identity politics? Because if he is, he's doing a really bad job selling people on his position. And it's not that other lives don't matter. It's just that right now, this particular issue needs a little bit more attention. It's like saying, oh, well, I'm here to fight for breast cancer. And someone else is like, no, all, all cancers, cancer. let's do an all cancer pin. It's like, why yeah. Why is it only breast cancer? But why can't, we have, like, why can't we have these little moments of focus on these specific things? I'm gonna... I mean, I'm here for it. I'm happy to have controlled opposition. Yeah, he's he's anti-idpol. He's he's standing over there with the the giant black guy and the the other one. Let's start off with a very bold statement. The lady. I think that feminism coupled with Black Lives Matter have done so much more harm than good in our Elaborate. society. There is this deep-seated resentment that has been left unaddressed in a lot of the African American community. But what matters is the Wait, that deep-seated resentment is something they're trying to address with Black Lives Matter. That deep-seated resentment is because they're subject to constant fucking police brutality and institutional discrimination. The only way to get rid of that resentment is to fix the problem. This is this is the definition of Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, uh, a juxtaposition between a positive justice and a negative peace. Um, people who oppose Black Lives Matter, but who are not ostensibly racist, are usually people who are so offended by civil turmoil that they would prefer everyone be quiet and half the population suffer then we have a vacuous period of social change which leads to everyone being treated equally the way you channel that and what you do with it there's been documented instances where they say hey white people who are here get to the back of the group like this is a black lives matter group i'm just like you that's happened a few to nah i've been... okay listen black lives matter is a decentralized movement um, that has had literally thousands of marches across this country. Just a few instances of them engaging in some cringy fucking behavior like that it is not an indicator that they're like broadly anti-white. You said you wanted help, but it seems like you're more preoccupied with being angry than finding a solution. And I think you're talking- Not substantiated in the slightest. Often being angry publicly is part of the solution. That's what protests are. That is how protests work. What the fuck? Uh, I've heard this a lot too. More interested in being angry than finding a solution. H how do you substantiate that? Exactly. Can you indicate to me how they have prioritized one of those things over the other? Walking right into the pitfall of identity politics, which is the common enemy identity politics, where it's, it's me against him, it's us against them, they're the problem, right? But there's another side of identity politics, something more in the likes of MLK. So you draw True. a larger picture around a group and then you bring in commonality. Where I agree with you is these movements are losing steam and lost steam because they didn't extrapolate from the grievances of the people. If there are systemic issues like corrupt cops, who's for corrupt cops? Everyone can get behind that. It became the us versus, us versus you. It's us versus them. I honestly believe the... 
I don't think this us versus them mentality is people people will um all the time people will juxtapose this as this as if this is like a real political distinction. Um uh, uh this like us versus them mentality. Um nobody actually engages in us versus them um uh um sort of politics more frequently than conservatives. Nobody like, really think about it for a second. The, the rhetoric and language of conservatives is almost entirely oriented around the exclusionary politics. Muslims, Mexican people, foreigners, women, trans people. This us versus them politics, literally the basis of conservatism is fear-mongering and xenophobia. And nationalism, which is the definition of us versus them. So, <laughs> so what? The organization of the Black Lives Matter movement was um, intentional, that it focused on black people. Separating the black experience from the other experiences is important because it is specific when you're being targeted, like stop and frisk, right? It was specific. So. I could probably ask, have you ever been uh, touched aggressively by a police officer? Not once. Never in your life? Not once. Never in your life? Never. Mm. Okay. And how many times have you been like aggressively searched by a police officer? The one time it was pretty aggressive. He said my license plate lights were out. That's why you- I, I just, <laughs> wait, what? Pulled me over and they, he said my license plate lights were out i'm gonna choose to believe that was the, that that he is this man has accurately transcribed what the cop said and the cop is just some some oh oh that's really funny um i just want to point out by the way your individual experiences aren't like a good basis for making arguments there are plenty of black people in this country who have never been mishandled by a police officer there are plenty of white people who have there are plenty of women who have never experienced like much direct sexism um and there are plenty of men who have actually had some pretty shit experiences because they were men i just think it's important to keep the discussion away from these really like individualistic anecdotes because if you do that some license plates have lights. Oh, I've never seen that, but okay. I mean, I guess if so, I like little lights to shine on the license plate, even in the dark, I guess. I don't know. Um, does my car have that? I guess I've never actually paid attention to that. Huh? Well, whatever. That's why you pulled me over and they weren't. Yeah, my license plate is just reflective. Uh, maybe it's like a state by state thing. Okay, okay. And he was just kind of slamming me like over and over. And I was like, okay, bro, you don't have to slam me. I'm not resisting. And then more ca cars came. And then they had me on the ground and they handcuffed me and they took everything out of my car. What? And then what? they uncuffed me and they said I was free to go. Okay. But still, that's a traumatic experience. I didn't. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. As a constitutionalist, I think it's pretty fucked up that at any point in time, for absolutely no reason, with no repercussions, cops can show up and beat the shit out of you and walk away and you can do nothing about it anything wrong I wasn't speeding did you guys see that video recently where somebody was filming a cop as they like took a perp down and the cop just pulled like drugs out of their pocket to try and put them on the guy and then when he turned around and saw the video recording him he was like oh shit fuck you. hey hey and then like got really aggro with the with the 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 filmer the cameraman link I don't, I don't have the link this was like a week or two ago yeah some people in chat saw it this is pretty pretty funny you know 
caught caught Porky, uh, you know, doing doing his game. Whatever, you know. I'm in a I'm in a white neighborhood. No one's saying there isn't prejudice or racism in in any type of situation, but that's a that's a cultural uh, dynamic that we need to address as a society and community. That isn't something you can regulate. Oh, wait, here we go. I'm sorry. This is pretty, this is pretty ta tangential, but here we go. Look at that. Look at that shit. Just, oh, no, any, anyone looking? Uh, nope, there we go. Oh, I found some crack. I found some crack in the grass over here. Don't don't read it for fingerprints. Just it's his. You you fucking run. Uh, I I I laugh. I laugh, but no, seriously. That that guy, that guy should be um Whew. That guy. Yeah, and they found out he'd been doing it to multiple people, too. Of course, why not? There's, like, no accountability for these guys. No shit they're gonna fucking plant drugs. They have an arrest quota. The police pre uh, chief puts pressure on them to make a certain number of arrests because the mayor puts pressure on the police chief because the mayor gets kickbacks from whatever fucking private prisons there are in the area that need a certain number of prisoners in order for them to get their subsidies. The, 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 the whole system, it needs people to be arrested. Um, it's, what, you know, what a, what a good, what a good... Out. Like, I can't regulate someone to respect me. But that's why civil rights is important because you can't force... You know, people to say black people, I like black people all yeah. of a sudden, but you can say they get to vote now. It's about rallying people in order to change policy. Did, whoa, what, did this guy watch my destiny debate? Damn, political efficacy is more than just pushing through policies that would be acceptable to our current fucking congressional body and also has to do with changing public opinion so that more, uh, like a broader and more progressive breadth of policies can be implemented. Damn. This is fucking, he's keeping up. This guy must be a fan. Got this guy, this video from 2019 sure has a lot of future arguments. Yeah, sounds utopian. Pro protesting and affecting change, getting people to move over on positions so that more policies are possible. So, sounds like some wild, uh, uh, you know, um, fucking future-topia shit. So I wanted to speak on the feminist movement um, really quickly. I uh, so boring. <laughs> I don't call myself a feminist in the literal sense of the definition if we're talking about the political, so, um, socioeconomic, and uh, social equality of the sexes. I think there's a lot of people, I, I think the majority of Americans would agree with that definition. Wait, what other def- She's like, hey, listen, I'm a feminist, but hold on. I'm only a feminist technically in which I want egalitarianism amongst the sexes and genders. I'm not that other type of feminist. What, what's the other one? Hello? But what feminism has done now is it's gone completely to the other side, in which case, so <laughs> feminists aren't 
invited to the conversation anymore. Um, women that support Trump, and yes, we do exist. We're not invited. Ah, uh, we do exist. Bitch, you're not a fucking feminist if you support Trump. Are you kidding me? So by real feminist, you mean uh, virtue signalers who want to take credit for being progressive while actually being deeply fucking reactionary. Uh, I love that line. They say it all the time, dude. Uh, yeah, there are black Trump supporters. We exist, you know? They do, uh, Oh yeah, there are women Trump supporters. We exist. They did all, it's all, they did the same, it's the same fucking cadence too, you know? Um, they always nail it with the exact same, just fucking vacant brain, just the smoothest delivery. ...to the conversations anymore because we're automatically seen as that at face value. Yeah, no shit. If you're a Trump supporter, you should not be allowed into fucking feminist conversations. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, what? Obviously. No shit. I struggle with these extremes, right? Whether it's just good or just bad. I, I think that the 24-hour news cycle and, and algorithms <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram um, are damaging to the country because they help us get into our trenches even deeper, encouraging identity politics in a negative Okay, I don't know if I necessarily disagree with that. I mean, I think the K-Hive on Twitter is a great example of that. How a bunch of people have been sucked into this black hole of meaningless fucking liberal female identity politics where they believe the height of feminism is getting a woman into the presidency and has nothing to do with policy or ideology. Yeah, okay. All right, I mean... I'll take it. Yeah, labial flaps. Oh, speaking of labial flaps, that bitch, the Trump supporter lady, 100% a turf. You think she's not? I'd bet you anything. Well, well, this is a trick question. Americans are too focused on race because different people are going to hear this and think yes for different reasons. I think, yeah, Americans are fucking racist. Why the fuck are you guys so obsessed with denigrating people for their race? What the fuck? Just live with people. And Trump supporters are going to think, yeah, we're too focused on race. Everything was fine up until the fucking MLK ruined it for everyone and introduced all this divisive rhetoric. Um, it's, it's the same. It's the exact same um, answer, but for completely different reasons. Oh. We have people who would rather talk about, oh, this is what your race is, and this is almost what your prescribed set of values, this is what your thought process should look like. And I think when we apply that lens to every situation, that we abdicate the ability to critically think for ourselves when we're- I don't see this. There are two ways you can interpret this, and in one way he's right, and in one way he's wrong, but I know conservative double talk, uh, or double talk, and I know what he means. So the technically correct way to interpret his statement would be that if you genuinely believe that a person should or shouldn't be something because they're black or a woman, that's pretty fucking cringe, which I agree with. Um, people are individuals, even if as classes we tend to move in certain directions, Individually, we have a lot of, you know, wiggle room, right? Um, but what I know he's actually saying is people are saying that black people shouldn't support Trump because Trump is bad for black people. And he's saying that's an issue because that's people telling him, a black man, what he should or shouldn't do. 
when in reality, it's not a prescriptive judgment, it's a descriptive one, where they're saying it is bad for black people to support Trump, Trump is bad for black people. Very important distinction there. We're always self-segregating ourselves based on those things that make us different. Just because you have a common trait doesn't mean you have a shared experience. Right. You know, and it might be true in one scenario, right? But what happens in the mainstream is we start conflating several different experiences with the same common trait. Right. And that's where the idea kind of implodes on itself. Wait, there's an interesting question in chat. Do you think that too much interaction with empirical data regarding the conditions of certain subgroups predisposes you to the treatment of those people based on the average conditions of those groups? No, I actually think it's the opposite. Because the ability to appreciate the difference between statistical averages and individual um, like uh, uh, personality is usually one that comes along with an understanding of the reasons why there are discrepancies in the averages. For example, the people who are most virulently racist are usually the people who don't know fuck all about the history of like racial um, segregation in this country or what has led to the state of affairs that black Americans experience today. Ignorance is usually what causes bigotry, not um, not like an awareness of, of that data. Uh, I'm pretty intimately aware of basically, like I, I guess all of the demographic, you know, uh, uh, predilections of different racial or ethnic or gender groups in this country. And um, it is, if anything, helped me develop an appreciation for how important it is to distinguish between statistical and individual behavior. I guess I agree with most of what everyone brought up. It is reductive to re reduce your thoughts and perspectives just to a group or a race. And I would just say, first of all, like growing up in Kansas, like an Asian identity was never really discussed amongst me or my friends or anyone I knew. It wasn't until I became an adult, moved somewhere like Los Angeles where people are interested in having a discussion that I started to see what that was like, what that experience was like. He said he I'm moved to LA. saying if a to see became an adult, moved somewhere like Los Angeles where people yeah, okay. are interested in having a discussion that I started to Los Angeles has a really, really large, after this guy's Korean, right? It doesn't matter, they have they're, every Asian, you know, group, I think, has a pretty huge uh, chunk of LA carved out for themselves. Um, th this is like a really complicated conversation, the, the one that th this motherfucker is having right now, about the extent to which, like, your demographic identity is negotiated in conversations with people who share that identity. That's like a really complicated subject. And I I'm not saying, you know, I honestly, like, that's probably something I'd need to, like, read up on before I felt comfortable contending with it but thankfully conservatives generally make arguments that don't require much of an education to debunk so i'll wait on the response to see what that was like what that experience was like and not saying if a candidate is asian i automatically agree with them but there are certain things that people treat me as that people wouldn't treat Fuck, you this as, guy's hair is good as and it's helpful for me to realize those things without saying that i'm totally identified by that and furthermore, I feel like we need more discussion because, like, look at things like... Uh, he's really talking for a while here. My God, they really gave him the mic. The uh, college admissions thing. People are saying that there's too many Asians in college. And they're actually pitting Asians against black people for a lot of these slots. It materially affects people's lives to have... Wait, is that true? I don't think Asians, when it comes to college admissions, are given preferential treatment. I think they're given the opposite. I think they're giving less than preferential treatment. They're, they're placed below. No, they actually are. I think, does it depend on the state? 
because in California, I'm pretty sure I remember reading that UCLA actually pushed down the relative weight of Asian college admissions. Yeah, yeah, Harvard did it as well. The argument that I've heard is this. The reason why Asians are sometimes treated discriminately when it comes to college admissions is because so many of the Asian college students in this country are like Chinese exchange students. They come, well, not exchange students, but they come from China. They're wealthy families from China that move on over here so their kids can have a really good college education, meaning that we're selecting for the highest, like, you know, educational and economic subsector of China, a country with 1.4 billion people, which means that invariably they're going to disproportionately represent in our institutions. I'm not sure. That's that's a complicated one. I'd have to, I'd have to give it a peep. Out these discussions, so I think it's valuable. So you can't say, oh, well, we need to see X amount of this race in college because that's fair. That isn't fair. What's fair is anyone that wants to be here can try to be here. But race has- Wait, that's not fair. Anyone who wants to be here can try to be here? How the fuck is that fair? That doesn't account for any systemic bias. You could say the exact same thing back in fucking Jim Crow era America. Oh yeah, I mean, if they want to be here, they can all try to be here. The fuck does that mean? True equality, it, with regards to educational opportunity, is that there is no factor other than your work, intelligence, talent, um, and so on and so forth that factor into um, whether or not you get college admission. And even more than that, what if you found that the reason black people aren't getting into college as much, even if the college application process was perfectly free of bias, what if you found out black people ain't getting into college because black people are still being born in shit-ass neighborhoods with horrible fucking schools, meaning that they don't develop the talents and education necessary to get into college? Well, now we've got a second layer. It's not enough that the, po that the, the process itself be agnostic to race. Now the entire system has to put people of of all races on equal footing, more or less, um, to uh, to make it into college, and that is a incredibly complicated um, set of disadvantages to overcome. Unbelievably so. Meritocracy does not exist in this country, um, and we have to recognize that and acknowledge it like adults if we want to actually, you know, improve the system as it exists. Has been used to exclude people from institutions as well, and I definitely agree that. Entering into college, now that we've lifted those bans on who can go and enter into these institutions, I definitely agree that there should be a framework where race isn't involved. I don't know I if that's a very convincing answer. Are Like a lot of things, it can be misused, but we have to understand what the caveats are and the limitations. And in, in that framework, I think identity politics is very useful. Okay. Oh my God, are you kidding? All right. What does this even mean? It's reasonable to expect others to learn new gender pronouns, like Z and Zim or like Zer. What Do they mean new pronouns or to learn a person's new pronouns? Oh God, this, uh, this is such a weirdly phrased question. There was someone in my groom's party and I was like, we, my wife and I didn't know how to handle it. And I asked whether he would want to be, like how I would introduce him to the rest of my groom's party. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed thinking back on that now because that 
put them in a difficult situation, but thank goodness their, their heart was big enough and they were kind enough and understanding enough to be able to say, just introduce me as a guy. That's what I am. That's my gender identity. How is this guy anti-id pull? Every fucking answer this guy gives is... <laughs> what? This, did they... They just like swat... They like fucking... <laughs> yeah, he's controlled opposition. Oh shit. The SJWs really are taking over. He's fucking... He was like... He was like... Yeah, yeah. I'm anti-id pull. Let me into the debate panel. You know? Yeah, maybe he's anti. Maybe this guy's a fucking leftist and he's anti idpol because he doesn't like fucking liberal identity politics. Vibe check on neo pronouns. I don't like neo pronouns. Whatever. Like, it doesn't fucking hurt me or hurt my movement to. If someone wants to be called Zay Zem, like, whatever. I'll, I'll probably just go default to, like, they because I forget and fuck up people's pronouns even when they're cis pretty often. So I'll probably just they them. Just introduce me as a guy. That's what I am. That's my gender identity. I'm trans. It's good for people to understand. Damn, what a glow up. Gender. Uh, it, now they're uh, creating the language around it being a social construct, which is in itself definitely very true. We don't have a framework set up right now where that can be fluidly expressed because we will box people in based off of how they look but identifying is, is important so we can free up that truth and people can really just uh, feel much more autonomous with their identity and people. I just wanna say, this is completely unrelated to the content of the video, but I feel like this Jewish dude is actually like insanely fucking handsome, but he has a weird skull shape. If this dude wore like a beanie or something, I'm not trying to be mean. If this dude wore like a beanie or like a big like hat or something, like look at his face. Like, he's got an insanely, like, strong, like, nice, fucking wide jaw, just strong facial features, defined cheekbone. Oh, no, this guy, because it's shape. Okay. People <laughs> can really just uh, feel much more autonomous with their identity. Brilliantly said. Now, what we're learning as science is that gender is a spectrum. Okay, so how feminine you are or how alpha male you are is a spectrum and on that spectrum we fall so how many how many of these pronouns do we need are there a billion variations that we can genetically wait is this guy pro identity politics did this guy get swapped with the other guy identify like wh what i'm trying to get at is i think we're too closely tying our gender and i to our to who we are just going off of the prompt is is it reason wait well I, wait i agree with that i'm a gender well I'm, oh, yeah, I'm a gender abolitionist yeah i agree i don't like neo pronouns i recognize that gender is a spectrum as a sex and I, okay may <laughs> maybe this guy is like a base gender abolitionist and he just doesn't know how to convey it like that well he doesn't front his positions well uh base department hello reasonable for people to learn new gender pro pronouns. The question is how many, because today I'm not sure how, if I look at Facebook, I think there's like a, there's a multitude of different gender identities. And at some point we have to ask ourselves, okay, well, where do we draw a line for what is reasonable? How many names? We don't need to draw a line. I just want to point out, by the way, uh, conservatives are always crying about how like progressives or liberals or lefties or whatever are focused on like meaningless issues and they get triggered by nothing. What? 
when in your life have you been negatively affected by this? I am a fucking lefty. I have been in aggressively queer social spaces for like fucking eight years. I have never met a person who has to be called by neo-pronouns. Not once. Not in college. Not in fucking university. Not in my the, the jobs that I worked. And not online as a fairly prominent leftist streamer and YouTuber who interacts daily with fucking trans people and non-binary people who are trans also, and queer people and everything. I have never met such a person. For all of the fucking conservative crying about the 63 genders or whatever, this is, this is just, this is nothing. This is what, this is what they think, this is what they get outraged over. While Bernie supporters are getting outraged over minimum wage and healthcare, conservatives are on their fucking cot crying that there might be a slight chance that at some point in their life, they'll overhear somebody saying they prefer to be called Zazem or something. That's it. That's their whole, that it's a fear that grips them at their fucking core. You know? But I, but, uh, but, <laughs> I, but I've never encountered it. Not once. And even if I did like every day, it's nothing. It's so nothing. Where will we draw the limit? Don't draw a limit. Just fucking let people identify. It's gender. It's completely arbitrary and socially constructed. There's no right or wrong. Just fucking let them do whatever. Names do you think it's appropriate to get someone to learn? And here's my honest. Is this guy what? reasonable? How many names do you think it's appropriate to get someone to learn? Okay, open-ended question. Here's my honest opinion. Male, female, like I feel like that's enough to get the gist of what you're experiencing. You cisgender. Wait, is this guy, are, are we sure this guy is pro-identity politics? Is he a gender essentialist? I don't, I don't even know, I don't know what's going on with that guy. Right, you, you are agreeing with the gender you were given at birth. Yes. Honestly. Yo, wait, he's saying that trans people don't exist. Wait, he thinks gender is a spectrum, but all the language we need to describe people's gender and sex experiences as male, female? I think that guy's ideologically incoherent. I have no idea what the fuck that guy's going on about. You're not really going to be able to feel into an experience of someone who doesn't identify with either, who identifies with both, who identifies with one opposite of the other. I don't think it's reasonable. I know, dude. But hold on. Someone in chat's pointing this out, and I never actually mentioned this, but from chat, and this is completely true. Please raise that the 57 genders thing usually includes different words for one gender. Cis, cis man, cisgender man, man, trans man, transsexual man, transgender man, trans, transsexual, transgender. All of these things refer or can refer to men, which is one gender. So that's like 10 words for one gender. So when people say this like 57 gender thing, they don't actually mean 57 gender. They meant that they there were 57 words they read that they didn't understand. And they assumed that all of them were like different genders. To force someone else to call you by whatever you identify as. The well, fuck is that? What, what is this? To. Who identifies with one opposite of the other. I don't think it's reasonable to force someone else to call you by whatever you identify as. Yeah, so for one, nobody's forcing anyone. What the fuck are you talking about? They're asking. And if you don't do it, you're rude. That's how society works, my dude. We live in a society. 
Also, no one would ever fucking apply this standard if somebody got their name changed in non-gender aspect. What you know what? When I was in kindergarten, I had a um I had a um a a teacher called Miss Fields. That was her name, Miss Fields. And then and that was what I called her. And in the middle of the of the school year, she got married and her name became Mrs. Goldstein. And I never called her Mrs. Goldstein because I knew her as Miss Fields. Now I was five. But if I was an adult and I never called her by her new name, that'd be kind of fucking weird. And if she was like, hey, this is weird, and you responded with, you can't force me to call you your, your, what your new name is, Snowflake, that would be pretty weird. That would be strange. That would be a weird thing to do. Now, I know, I already know people in the comments are getting, y'all have fun, do your thing, I don't care. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, y'all, uh, I know what I'm saying is dumb, whatever, just roast me in the comments, I don't care, go for it, whatever. I know what I say is stupid, the shit I say is stupid, I get my sponsors, I take my cash, I get out, I don't care, whatever, I'm gonna continue, fuck you. But he here's the thing, for a, group, for a group that claims to champion tolerance, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, do it. I have, to, I have to time the laugh. And shoe diversity. What I have seen overwhelmingly is a lack of willingness to accept what other people think. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. The second laugh was fake. The first one was real, but then I stopped it because it wasn't the right time. Because I knew where he would, I knew exactly where he was going with that one. Um, you claim to be tolerant? but you called me some very, very rude things during my last Jew burning. I don't really appreciate the hypocrisy of being told I am a bigot when you yourself claim to respect other people's ideas. Explain that, liberal. This is, this is legitimate. This is some actual 40 IQ stuff. This guy really is a fucking tool of the conservative establishment because he's fucking, he's legitimizing the fucking black-white IQ gap with this fucking, I don't know, maybe that cap is squeezing his brain um, because holy shit, dude, unironically invoking, unironically invoking the fucking... So much for the tolerant left argument. Yeah, maybe the average maybe the average black IQ would be better if, we <laughs> if this guy just took a long walk off a short pier. The number just kerplunks back up. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> there was there was never a systemic problem. It was just this guy. I'm so I'm sorry, I don't know what to say. This is literally the the uh, um, so much for the tolerant left argument. This argument is so stupid that it has been uni universally ridiculed in every online space that even pretends to discuss fucking uh, 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 politics. I don't. I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I am. I am glad that he preceded his point by acknowledging that people in chat would call would call him stupid for it. Though, honestly, given the way these things tend to go, I bet you that the chat is full of people talking about how Idpol will be the death of the West or something, you know? 
people's identities are highly emotional. It's, it's, emo it's an emotional point. Every time you tell somebody your ethnicity or your racial breakdown, it is going to spark some sort of feeling, whether that's negative or positive. And I think identity politics preys on the negative feelings we feel about ourselves and how we're viewed. In sure, I mean, maybe liberal and pull, yeah, sure. You're a fucking Trump supporter. I guarantee you, you've engaged in some kind of identity-based political advocacy at some point in your life. What is this? It brings out the negative? They can never substantiate these. There always has to be some vague generalization that you can't actually pin a point down on because it means nothing. In the world. I believe it's possible to live in a society where race, gender, sexual orientation are not a factor. Oh shit, that's my fucking call. Time for the race and gender abolitionist fucking hype train, boys. Bring them in. This is a tricky one because like, do I think it's possible anytime in the near future or that we're anywhere close to it right now? Probably not. But is it something that I would like to live into and that I think we could all move towards? Yeah. Who is this guy? They did it again. Who, who is this guy? Was, damn, all right. Well, I would say it's possible because- Because we live in it now. Only going to remain fixtures of debate as long as we allow them to. If we can actually find a way to stop making that the cornerstone of every ideological dispute, I think we can get there. So his answer is, we could address the discord in race, gender, and sexual orientation if we stop talking about it. Yeah, that's the Morgan Freeman take. Very big brain, you know? Noted the way they got rid of slavery, abolitionists, they just stopped talking about it. You know, Jim Crow laws, you know? Uh, Martin Luther King, he told all of his followers, he said, hey, hey, hey guys, hey, shut the fuck up. If we don't talk about it, it's gonna go away. Systemic oppression only exists if you give it attention. It's like a schoolyard bully. If you just don't, you know? then uh, then eventually they, they fuck off. But we divide ourselves into groups, whether it's how we look, whether it's our gender, whether it's how much money we make. I feel like if, as long as we're human, we're always gonna do that. And so I always feel like it's going to be a factor. What kind of factor that is, whether there's a hierarchy to things, and those hierarchies interact in complicated ways, so it's not always clear cut. I think that's something we can fix and make better, but I This guy seems like an incrementalist. Boo. Good hair, though. I think we're always going to have differences. It's just a fact. Well, yeah, to your point. I, mean, I do think there are always going to be injustices in the world, by the way. I just don't like the idea of making them naturalized or intrinsic. If you do that, I think that you implicitly justify the hierarchies that already exist. Humans innately, we always have to have to have, to have this superiority complex almost. <laughs> so I, I get your point on that. I do, I do. I think it'll always be a factor, but how we act with each other, how we respond to each other is a completely different story. And it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive ideas. Mm -hmm. There's this contradiction between diversity and inclusion that keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong if we're different? It's okay. Vosh, do you think tribalism will always exist in human society? Yeah, I do think so. I think that tribalism is just a pretty innate genetic 
predisposition we have and it helped us in our early days and now it doesn't help us. But I think it's important to recognize that that tribalism isn't inherently anchored around anything. Racists and race realists will often pretend that there has been racial tribalism since the dawn of man, but if you actually look back at the history of pre-modern civilizations, their conceptions of race and racial differences were nothing like the ones that we have today. As I've often said, the Romans' concept of race was pretty much divided into uh, uh, Roman citizens and barbarians. If you were a Roman citizen, you were of one group, and if you were a barbarian, you were another group. There were Roman citizens who were black. There were Roman citizens who were what we would call now today to be white. Um, tribalism isn't inherently oriented around anything. Um, it's just a tool we develop to form in-group preferences. So what we can do is make sure the in- and out-group preferences that we form are as innocuous and as um, unsubstantiated as possible. That's what I look to do. A world where we judge each other for our sex and our skin color, fairly eminent, fairly severe things to form societies around, um, is infinitely worse than a society in which our tribalistic attitudes are based on some obscure ideological differences that amount to nothing more than petty arguments and some spicy internet debates. Essentially, I want to neuter whatever characteristics we form tribalism around. What's wrong if we're the same? It's okay. I like that. I honestly think as human beings, we're going to be able to unravel our biases. And as we do that, then we won't create policies that disenfranchise certain groups. Once True. we get rid of that, unraveling that bias, we'll just all be able to see each other as human beings because that's really what it's about. Go. This guy seems kind of hippy dippy. Hey, the kings, the fucking king brigade over here. My mans. These two. I didn't expect them to carry it, but they sure did. Also, that MAGA dipshit sir, uh, uh, tried to come off a lot more reasonable here than he does on his Insta account. John, hey. <laughs> it was really great to see Dan in that episode. Absolutely. And it's cool because we have these- Wait, Dan specifically? I mean, sure, right? Are they, are they also Dan fans? Dan the man? Sure, yeah, okay. We're all, we're all Danners here, you know? We're all Danites. Dan gang. Dan gang, Dan gang, Dan gang. You know what I'm talking about, don't you folks? Dan game. Look at the top of his head, please. Ah, uh, true. That's true. That is very, very true. Oh, he works on Jubilee? Okay, that explains it. Okay, so they had some sort of previous... I don't know, I just, just like Dan's like the secret fucking dark web celebrity that everyone but me knows about, you know? Um, 